You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host Howard Bender and John and Bemba. What's going on, FA Nation? John Pemba here with Howard Bender bringing you the Week 5 Fantasy Alarm DFS Podcast. Uh, Howard recording here on Thursday evening following that thrilling Thursday night football game between the uh, Buccaneers and Bears. Glad we don't have to discuss uh, them for this week's main slate. Uh, we're also going to be short a couple games this week with the uh, Patriots and Broncos being moved to Monday night and then Tennessee uh, and Buffalo being moved to Tuesday. So less games uh, that we have to worry about. We also have two teams on a bye this week uh, with Detroit Green Bay. So we're going to get into the uh, bye weeks now. So we're going to look at some smaller player pools, some shorter slates, uh, something that we can definitely look to take advantage of. Yeah, it definitely becomes a, a much tighter slate once you take all these games off the uh, off the board, uh, and you know, and some top plays too. You know, you lose the uh, the the Mike Evans play, you lose every all the Tom Brady fans who you know think he's going to throw for a billion touchdowns. Still, you know, you you don't get those guys in there. Um, you know, looking at that, and then obviously Green Bay is a big team to take off the slate. Uh, even Detroit to a certain extent. Yeah, so, Kenny Galladay, you know, not not yeah. available to you. Buffalo, obviously, Josh Allen's and one of the top quarterbacks uh, in football. Yeah, the Buffalo on. Tennessee one, that one's that 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 hurts. That hurt. You know, it's Derrick Henry, it's Josh Allen, Stefan yeah. Diggs. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a that's a tough one. And nobody really cares about Denver doing it. What Melvin Gordon? I guess that's that's about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah well, that's fine. But we do have plenty of other games. Uh, to discuss so let's waste no time here we'll start off at the quarterback position uh you know obviously at the top you got lamar jackson who hasn't been practicing however with the knee injury so that's something you have to pay attention to patrick mahomes home against las vegas but i think everyone's going to be taking a look at this giant sales matchup of course and the question is will Dak prescott ever not throw for over 400 yards passing you know that the funny thing is is that I don't necessarily know if he needs to in this one, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'll look at like Daniel Jones on the other side of it, you know, just because of the way this is like, you could, you could legit run Zeke pretty hard in this game uh, and, and be successful against the giants offense. And, and I mean, it's not like the giants offense is like some juggernaut like the Dallas offense. So, you know, while I think that both teams will, you know, score on each other, I do think, though, that we could be seeing uh, a little bit lower of a score than than what we would, you know, naturally have from a fantasy standpoint. You know, it's like Dak's not going to throw for that kind of big yardage in that. And how much is he going to have to pass in this game? I think the more impressive thing that we've seen from Prescott is not only is he thrown for 450, 472, and 502 yards in the last three games. In two of those three games, he had completion percentages of over 70%. So there's just no defense being played seemingly in the NFL, especially games involving uh, Dallas. But I think you're right. I mean, obviously, this is a game that we're going to look to target. Uh, Prescott's at the high end. Well, you have Daniel Jones sitting down uh, at 5,400 at the value. Now, Jones has been dreadful. The Giants' offense has been dreadful. Do you think 5,400 is sort of a trap? You know, last week we were, you know, those who paid down for Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, ended up being saved at the end. You got the rushing touchdown, but no passing touchdowns. You know, for a while there, it was looking pretty dreadful as a value option. Do you think Daniel Jones could be a trap play here? Um, I do. Listen, I think all of the, the, the plays could be trap plays here. You talk about 
uh, you know, t- people people this week are going to put their uh, their money on, and, and it's going to be funny. They're going to put a lot of money on Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, they're going to be, you know, a lot of people are going to use Jimmy Garoppolo if he does play. Daniel Jones will as well. Um, and, and it's a lot of money I, on bad quarterbacking. Basically. Yeah, you know, I think I think that's where I think that's the chalk this week is that everybody kind of does that. And you know, when that's going to happen, you know, <laughs> I have no problem being on Matt Ryan at at sixty one hundred on DraftKings, right? Yeah. Like. We know that this offense can put up points. It's a terrible defense in Carolina, also. So if if Ridley is healthy and Gage is there, I mean, if Julio's even at half speed, you know, you've got enough firepower there for that. And so few people are on Matt Ryan. I mean, in the seasonal world, everybody's like, you know, oh, uh, you know, should I stream Teddy Bridgewater? over Matt Ryan. So it's like, you know what? I'll take the other side, especially in GPP. Yeah, not, not a terrible option, especially, uh, you know, if you can get the contrarian side of those game stacks, uh, tends to be a little bit more beneficial to you uh, as well. Top mid-tier play last week, you know, Deshaun Watson, everybody was on, uh, came through with two scores, almost had three uh, late reversal on the Will Fuller second touchdown there at the end of the game. Uh, price bump up to 6,900 home, against Jacksonville after the coaching change. Um, how much interest in Houston do you have this week with Deshaun at quarterback? I have a ton of interest in, in Houston with Deshaun at quarterback. I really do. I think, you know, I mean, the fact that he disappointed a little bit last week and the fact that there's a coaching change, I think that's going to make people a little nervous about it. But, you know, I mean, we've talked about, uh, you know, Houston and teams that who have – you know, who are, who are like favored and, and fi- you know, and fire a coach and come back and easily cover the spread. I mean, it's just one of those things uh, that just happens routinely. So, you know, that makes me, that gives me, you know, high hopes on that. Um, let me ask you this, though. Like, <laughs> are the Jets not the, the, the cure-all for, for anybody's problem here? Like, you know, is, is, or is nobody talking about Kyler Murray against the Jets? Has, has his play been that atrocious to everybody? I mean, last week, yeah, he was, he was fine. He threw for three touchdowns. Obviously, the 133 yards on 31 pass attempts is not exactly what you're, you're looking for there. But it's his, his ability to run the football is really keeping his fantasy floor afloat. So it's hard to look at a guy, uh, you know, who's giving you no less than 24 fantasy points and be down on him. I think it's more so, and maybe this is an opportunity where you could be contrarian with Kyler, is that Dak is only $200 more and Deshaun's $300 less. He's sort of wedged in between two guys that I think could be somewhat popular here. So, yeah, maybe he is going overlooked. Um, you know, and, and the Jets, uh, you know, defense, like you said, hasn't been great. Uh, so, yeah, Kyler, Kyler, Kyler's not a bad spot here, and I, and I think you're right. I think he could be going overlooked. Can I interest you, Howard, in a $4,100, basically min-priced Kyle Allen taking over for Dwayne Haskins, now quarterbacking the Washington footballs against the, the Rams this week? No, 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 no. You, you cannot. We've seen Kyle Allen. We know Kyle Allen. Believe it or not, I actually do like Antonio Gibson in this game, but I just, I can't do it, even for, for min-price over there. I just, it's I get no bueno. Alrighty, what about your New York Football Jets, Joe Flacco under no, forty-eight? No, no. Why do, what, do you just want me to set money on fire? Well, you know, again, we're talking about some people spending money on bad quarterbacking, and yet those guys are even cheaper than the others. So, you know, just wanted to 
just want to test the waters. Joe Flacco was two for two in pass attempts last week against Denver. So, you know. Uh, geez, cool stop, troll- stop trolling my Jets, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that your 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 Patriots game is going to be canceled this week. That's uh, fine. That's fine. All right, let's run over to the running back position here. Uh, Zeke Elliott at seventy eight hundred dollars. You already said you think Dallas is going to run the football a ton here. No, I uh, said they should. They should. All they right, should. Fine. And you're right. There's been terrible play calling and coaching in the NFL this year. So what we think will happen hasn't actually happened. I'm more concerned about if you look at these last two games because Dallas's defense has been so bad. Well, Zeke's production has been okay, 34 and 54 total rushing yards in each of the last two weeks. Very un-Zeke-like. However, eight targets, 11 targets, seven targets the last three games because they have to utilize him uh, in the passing game. DraftKings is a PPR league, so uh, I'm kind of in on Zeke this week as well as as one of the top overall plays. Yeah, I I, I feel like they do. They have to run him. They should run him. Uh, again, this is not a team where I think that it's going to be too much of a problem for them to just kind of, you know, it's just not going to be that big knockdown drag out slugger, you know, you know, slug fest back and forth. I think Dallas is just going to say, you know what, let's just get back to the basics here. Let's run the football. This is not a good team we're facing. If they score on us, then we'll have the, we have the firepower to beat them, but let's just kind of control this game right from the start. So that's, yeah, that's why I like uh Zeke and I think you know I mean there's nobody else really close to him in price that you know it's kind of funny you look at you know James Conner at 6900 we lose a lot of running backs yeah off the board like no Dalvin Cook Nick Chubb is on IR like you said earlier uh, no Melvin Gordon there's no Derrick Henry so and I mean so yeah there's not really a whole lot to pay up for uh at the running back spot except for Zeke uh, if we're looking at this mid-tier, like you said, you, there's only one play to spend up for. I do like James Conner, um, $6,900 against Philadelphia. I think that's a strong play. Um, wh- what's your take on Kareem Hunt uh, with no Nick Chubb now? Now, Dearness Johnson actually had more total carries last week against Dallas with 13 to Hunt's 11. Hunt didn't even have any targets in the passing game, which is kind of surprising, in a game which his team scored 49 points. Um, but do you think maybe the game plan now centers more around Hunt as a feature back in this offense, or do you think uh, his time's still going to be fairly split? I think his time is going to be – I think he'll get a bump in carries, but I think his time is more split than a lot of people think. Um, you know, it, it's like you said, uh, you know, what kind of a, a, a player is he? He's not the same type of player as Nick Chubb. He's definitely much more of a pass catcher. Um, he's also nursing that groin injury. He wasn't uh, he wasn't at practice on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's something that I think or he was limited on Thursday, but that's something that, you know, people have to pay attention to. Um, if they think that Kareem Hunt's getting 20 carries, I mean, they're nuts. They just really are. So I think this is a tough enough matchup against the Indianapolis defense. I mean, I like the Colts defense. Uh, you know, no Darius Leonard is a big deal, but you know, does that mean that that the defense is going to crumble? No. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm off of Hunt for uh, for this week. I I mean, I like him as a as a as an option usually, but there's just something about this matchup and and what we could see out of Dearness Johnson that makes me nervous about using Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I agree with you, and and I said that before as well. I think they're still going to split that backfield. Um, I have yet to roster Mike Davis. Against Atlanta, though, it almost seems like it's it's destined for me to put him in my lineup and him to not have a good game. Uh, but again, he's so involved in the team's passing offense. Teddy Bridgewater just 
loves to check down to him. And then he's even gotten it going a little bit uh, on the ground, touchdowns in each of the last two weeks. At $6,400, it's feeling like he could be one of the highest on running backs on the slate. I I think he could definitely be one of the highest owned running backs on the slate. I mean, you know, it's so funny. I was like playing around with the lineup while we were we were talking, and Mike Davis is sitting right there in there. And you know, I mean, it's just it's he's you know, it's not the point that I have to like you know turn around and be like, oh, Christian McCaffrey's a system back because McCaffrey's got a, a lot of a lot of talent there. Mike Davis though, uh, it fits well into the system. Like he is catching passes. He is. Uh, getting the carries against Atlanta. It's a great matchup. Uh, you know, they're going to want to hit with the run nice and early. They don't want to, you know, slug it out like, you know, uh, with Atlanta because Atlanta does have that firepower. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I mean, I, I've been a believer in Mike Davis the whole way, but I, I mean, I get convinced more and more uh, every time, uh, every week that passes. So, yeah, this guy, he's going to be, you know, right there on the uh, on the leaderboard for uh, ownership. Are you a fan of the Drake or do you hate the Drake? I'm confused by the Drake, but I lean towards the hate. I'm not going to lie. I like Chase Edmonds a ton. I think you, me, Ronis, I think we all sat there talking about Chase Edmonds uh, over and over again. You know what? And Jets run defense ain't so bad either. I mean, it's not great. But it's it's not it's not bad. It's better than their past defense. So you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Drake had a uh, a struggling effort today. I don't even know if he's going to get the majority of touches with uh, with Chase Edmonds around. Yeah, seeing Edmonds get all those targets last week was kind of a shock to the system uh, because again, you know, Drake last year was very involved in the team's passing attack, and this year, uh, you know, only five total targets seems to be uh, you know kind of crazy that all of a sudden his whole role has flipped as we go to the next season. Um, you mentioned already that you were a fan of Antonio Gibson. Uh, he's only 5K. I kind of agree with you there. Kyle Allen checked down a ton last year to uh, Christian McCaffrey. I think we could see the same uh, going with Gibson here uh, this week under with him under center. Uh, you mentioned Chase Edmonds. He's $4,700. Um, we talked about Devonta Freeman not being too awful Last week, 11 carries, 33 yards. All right, not fine, but four catches on four targets. We can take that in a, in a PPR league. Um, but in terms of, like, other value, at least to me, I'm not sure if there's anybody that jumps out to you, not much there, in my opinion. No, there's not a lot of value at the uh, at the running back spot. Did you say Antonio Gibson? I did. I mentioned Antonio Gibson that you were a fan of his. Yeah. Uh, and I mentioned that, you know, Kyle Allen likes to check down um, you know, to the running back position. We saw that last year a lot with him going to Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, another guy that could benefit potentially from that, JD McKissick. He had eight targets last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, not you know, not a high upside play, uh, but the last two weeks, eight points, ten points. He's only four thousand uh, dollars. maybe he's somebody that jumps up to you. Uh, and then Cam Akers, full participant in practice, expected to return this week, four thousand dollars. It's gone back and forth in that backfield. Any dart throw in acres here? Oof. You know, I mean, it's tempting, but probably not. You know, Washington's got a, a good solid front seven. I don't know. I think Chase Young is back. Um, you know, I, I need to see it from, from acres more. I need to see the touches. I know at 4,000, you know, min price, it's uh, it's something, but 
You know, I'd rather go Duke Johnson at 4,100. Uh, you actually just, are you feeling okay? You just recommended Duke Johnson? You know, there's just something about this week that I just, you know, I, I feel some weirdness You're like the here. the biggest hater of Duke Johnson. I, I've always hated him, but you know what? David Johnson, I mean, we talked about him. We were we were big on him uh, early in the season, in the preseason. And I got to tell you, man, after watching him, I mean, that guy was really struggling to get to the outside. He doesn't, he just, he doesn't have that same burst that, you know, you, you want to see. And, and I kind of feel like, you know, if we pull back on him, you know, a little bit and they start utilizing Duke Johnson more, um, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying it's, I, man, call I'm it up. I'm still under the feeling. impression that they've just been using him wrong. That the play calling in Houston has been horrible for four weeks. Horrible. Uh, you know, it just it just hasn't been good. You know, there and his lack of utilization in the passing game. And I know that you know Duke Johnson's there to have that role, but you know, I watched the same games that you did, and I've just seen just poor calling, poor situational play calling. Like to me, that he just hasn't been set up for an opportunity. To be successful, and who knows, maybe that will never come, you know, this year with the way Houston is trending. So, you know, right, we could be uh, could be busted on that on that pick. Oh, how disgusting would that be? I got to tell you, man. I mean, over the years, I've I've had to have done had to do it a couple of times. Uh, there was a week where I was all in on Eric Ebron, uh, and 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 I I was right about that. I was I was all in on stupid Devonte Parker. Uh, you know, early on last last year for a, a weekend slate, and and you know, so I mean, all of these players who I just feel absolutely dirty about, I feel like you know everybody's trying to <laughs> everybody's trying to show their love here and in, uh, in 2020. So you know, I I, I use Corey Davis and he worked out. Why wouldn't yeah, I, I want to? Why wouldn't I want to use Duke Johnson this week, John? It's true. Hey, you know what? If you have a process that's working for you. You know, playing the anti-bender team, then yeah, go. For, you know what? Yeah. Watson, Duke Johnson, Will Fuller stack. I mean, I love Will Fuller. That's a good transition. We'll go to the wide receiver spot. Um, Fuller's at sixty-six hundred dollars. I'm in on this. I know Jacksonville. Uh, you know, their defense has not been very good at all. They're hurt um, as well. Um, you know. I'm expecting a, a sort of a rejuvenated Texans team here. If you saw the reports after they let O'Brien go, apparently there was like a sigh of relief uh, in the locker room. JJ Watt apparently called him out during one of the practices is like basically being inept at play calling. So uh, yeah, who knows what's going to happen now, but you know, Fuller's been solid when healthy um, hundred yard game last week Had a touchdown could add to um, so 6,600 bucks. I think he's perfectly fine there. Uh, you is mentioned he, that is he cash viable? No, he'll never be cash viable because he's too injury prone. All right, that's my opinion. Who, who is cash viable then, please, John? You want a cash? You want it in the mid tier, or do you want it uh, just in general? I want it in general. Let's right, start with some cash plays. And all right, well, yeah, for three hundred dollars we can... more, I think you can go Tyree Kill and trust him a lot more than you can trust Will Fuller. Okay. All yeah. right. You know, I, I think you could look at either uh, Rams wide receiver, whether it be Cooper Cup or, or Robert Woods, and find them to be cash viable. I don't mind Robert Woods. I'll say that. I don't mind Robert Woods. So, I mean, I, again, looking at the mid-tier, those guys, to me, are ones that stand out. Um, 
I mentioned again on the Fantasy Alarm show earlier today, uh, Robbie Anderson's one of my favorite overall plays of the slate. Um, you know, just the target share that he's seen, uh, the production that he's getting right now, hooking up with Teddy Bridgewater, and now he gets Atlanta's defense. I mean, to me, Anderson at $5,900 just screams like a really strong GVP core build. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For a GPP core build, yes, definitely. Definitely. I want to know vi- cash game viable at, like, lower prices. How, all right. Well, if you if you want to go further down. I mean, uh, yeah, that's, you know, because here, here's the thing is that we're talking about players we like. We're we're in on, on Ezekiel Elliott. We're in on Mike Davis. Uh, if we're going to go with those two guys, let's say, for example, you know, we're going to have to find the value somewhere. You know, is it like, you know, is it all the way pay down at, at tight end? Uh, is it a big pay down over, you know, for defense? Do you pay down at quarterback, you know, or can we find some value that is cash viable uh, at the receiver position? I mean, I don't hate Jamison Crowder. I mean, I know, again, you're not a fan of your Jets, but you look at the two games he's played now and, you know, seven catches, 10 targets, 100 yards last week. Game, week one against Buffalo, seven catches, 13 targets, 115 yards. I don't think whether it's Sam Darnold or Joe Flacco, they're going to be throwing the football to Jamison Crowder. So, okay, uh, 58, you know, that's not bad. That's not bad, right? For PPR league cash, mm-hmm. you know, cash play, I think Crowder could certainly fit that mold. Um, you know, if we find out that Julio Jones is out, I don't think Russell Gage is a must play. You know, I know a lot of people can tend to look at him, uh, you know, given the injuries that they've had. Um, you know, Zach it was it Zacchaeus? Is that how we, we're going to pronounce that? The name, mm-hmm. Zacchaeus. Uh, yeah, Zacchaeus. So I mean, he he's popped up a little bit. He's mid price. He, he's probably going to make your dartboard this week. $3,000 coming off a nine-target game. He had six targets a game before that um, against Carolina. I think that's probably uh, an option that you can go to. And, you know, I don't know if – I think his min price ta- – his the fact that he's min price, if Julio was out, could make him a cash play purely based off uh, salary or ownership, rather. So, um, you know, it's, it's not often that we'll recommend a min price guy in cash games, but – uh, you know, if we think that's where the ownership is going to go, I think he could per- certainly, um, you know, fit that bill. Okay. All right. What do you think of Golden Tate at 4,600? I do like Golden Tate this week. I think that's a nice play. I think that's, uh, you know, most people will be on Slayton, um, you know, as the home run threat. But I think Golden Tate could get peppered with targets. Who's the the slot corner for Dow's? Who is it? Jordan Lewis, right? Dude's I'll take your <laughs> Dude, the dude is terrible. He's absolutely terrible. Um, so yeah, so I'm 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 in on Golden Tate and for for his price tag, yeah. I mean, especially when you're talking about, you know, in a full point PPR setup. Uh, what do you think of uh, any any interest in the San Francisco receivers? Debo Samuel uh, off the snap count now, and then Brandon yeah. Ayuk. So right next to each other. Yeah. So if he's not on the snap count, then I then I don't hate it. Um, he didn't practice due to an, due to an illness on Thursday. So maybe that's something we have to at least kind of pay attention to, but I, I like that his, you know, initial involvement, he, he kind of got right in there, three catches for 35 yards. They used him on an end around. And that was sort of one of his, you know, big plays last year, oftentimes with them giving those jet sweeps, uh, to Samuel to run. So I'd rather him over Ayuk if all things are equal. 
Um, I think he's just, you know, the more secure play there. Um, I know you obviously had a good game against the Giants. The targets have been okay. Um, I think I, I would trust Samuel if he's going to start seeing more of the snap, snap count. Okay. All right. Any other groupings of wideouts you, uh, you you seem interested in? I mean, if we like Burrow or we think that Cincinnati has a chance to be in this game, T. Higgins is 4,900, right? Tyler Boyd. Um, you know, Boyd's going to get – you know, a really strong defensive matchup. What do you think? What do you think he draws Peters or, or Humphrey probably? So, um, you know, he's $6,200, but again, guys are going to likely be heavily targeted um, in their matchups there. So there's possibly um, some upside to, to kind of pay attention to. Okay. All right. And then OBJ, we didn't even talk about him, but I mean, we, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, we didn't talk about, we didn't talk about Ridley. We didn't talk about, you know, Cooper and, you know, going into the the Dallas receiving core, Cooper, CD Lamb, mm-hmm. Michael Gallup. Do you have a preference out of those three? Yes, yeah, I mean Amari for me. I mean the guys, the target share for him is just crazy. So, um, you know, I would probably go him and then Lamb over Gallup. Gallup is your is your really your, you know, all home run hitter GPP lineup, right? Like a guy that could go three for one ten and a score, and you just build, you know, a whole bunch of lineups like that together. So. Um, you know, I, I would rank it in that order. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So what, all right. Let me, uh, what about, right, I got like a million. Uh, how much money do you have left Howard? Cause you know, no, 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 no. I just have a million questions here about, well, listen, you know what? I mean, I'm in on Will Fuller too. I said, you, you said you like the Rams guys there. Uh, you know, Isaiah Tyler Ford's coming off a 10 target game. 3500 bucks against the, the 49ers. All right, I think we all right. Okay, okay. Listen, man, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to make sure I don't leave any stones unturned here. Oh, I I hear you, but don't we want to leave any of these gems for the playbook, you know? No, dude, please. Right. I want to be able to write the playbook while we're talking here. I thought you were writing the playbook while we're talking. It's no, you know, trying not to. Taking try notes, to. you know, taking notes. I am taking notes. Notes, I'm definitely taking good. notes. Good. Um, all um, right, let's um Let's move on then to the tight end position. Yeah, tight end position has been very kind of hit or miss, it feels like, for a lot of uh, this season. Uh, It almost makes me feel like I just want to pay up for George Kittle and just so I don't have to worry about the the headache that has been. Let's put it this way, Howard. The last two weeks, I've rostered Drew Sample and uh, the Trotman, right? And uh, that hasn't been good. Uh, Trotman got zero points. Last week, and Sable had the one catch. So, uh, value tight ends have not been my friend the last couple of weeks. Um, so you're ready to pay up. I'm ready to pay up. I'm ready to cut. You know, stop being so cute with it, and just pay for a tight end that I think at least is going to get a high target share. Um, I might lock and load Evan Ingram into all my lineups. I think that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's that's a big one. That's definitely a big you know, one. Late Van Der Esch is still out. That's their that's the giant the Cowboys big, you know, tight end cover linebacker. Um Ingram is just getting peppered with targets, and I know, you know, he hasn't been good. We all we're all well aware of the box score struggles that Ingram has had, but if you look deeper into it, he's on the field all the time. He's running a ton of routes, he's getting targeted a ton. He just had some of the hardest matchups you can possibly draw for tight ends. Pittsburgh, Chicago, San Francisco, and the Rams. He's now got Dallas. I'm going to put Evan Ingram, I think, in all of my lineups this week. (laughs) 
I what like could it. go wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> exactly. You know what? I'm just going to bet the mortgage payment on this. All right. Because really, what could go wrong? Yeah. What could? And, 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 you know, the value play, if I was again, spend down, and again, haven't had a good track record of this, but this was somebody that I actually drafted in best balls this year. And then he ended up landing on IR before this even started. I was like, oh man, there's a wasted pick. But then Trey Burton gets activated off IR last week. Leads the team in snaps, uh, or sorry, he had more snaps than Mo Cox. Doyle had more than he did, but he ran more routes than both of them, and he led them both in targets with five. Uh, we know that um, Rivers likes a third of the tight end. We know Burton's had success under Frank Reich offenses before because that's basically what put him on the map there when he's with Philadelphia. Uh, so I think Burton at 2,900, if you're just looking for a spend-down dart, uh, that'd be a guy I'd take a look at. That's filthy, dude. It that's is filthy. filthy. I That's told filthy. I told Coop about it. I said I better see a Trey Burton tweet from you this week, uh, and told him why I was in on him. Oh, then... I actually I asked for it also. I want him to start tracking snaps and routes run for these Colts tight ends, so we can figure out what the hell's going on here. Yeah, because uh, you know what, Moali Cox really deserved to be uh, in the spotlight. I don't know, I, Trey Burton there is just disgusting, disgusting. And he plays the he plays the slot. Um, tight end role. That's what his. That's what his. Uh, his role is in that offense. And now they have no Pittman. They have you know they're injured at all the wide receiver positions basically. Uh, so Burton's out there. Uh, first game back played fifty percent of the snaps. So I I could see that you know at least staying uh where it's at if not increasing and his target share. Uh, I'm a big fan of as well. So uh mid tier. If I'm spinning up, it's Kittle, no question. If we're going mid-tier, I'm going to have a lot of Edwin Ingram. And, you know, if I'm going to feel dirty, going to dartboard, Trey Burton. No love for Ian Thomas. Oh, I know that this is the matchup. This is the Arizona Cardinals matchup, right? This no, is the, the Atlanta this Falcons is matchup. The Atlanta Fal- no, no, no. I mean, like, in years past. Oh, of targeting you know, against the team that's giving up the most yeah, touchdowns to the tight right, end. Right. This is this is the matchup this year. It was Arizona. It was the Giants the two years ago. Uh, you know, this year it's the Atlanta Falcons. Do I really want to? I mean, Ian Thomas, he he went a whole game without a target one time. I mean, like there's it's so bad how little involvement he has in the team's offense. Two targets, zero targets, two targets. Last week he. Somehow manages five against Arizona, no less. Um, and, and a touchdown. Yeah, he found the end zone. Congrats to him. I, there's just... <sighs> he's not Greg Olson, right? So, like, he's just not involved in their offense. But like you said, uh, how many times last year did we just, like, close our eyes and, you know, click draft player on a guy facing Arizona and it came through? So, yeah. If you're going to go Bridgewater in the game stack, you probably should just throw in Tom. You have to pay $3,400 for him. Like, I feel like he should be cheaper. You know, it just doesn't, to me, it just doesn't make much sense, but uh, the, the matchup is there. The matchup is there. The matchup is there. I don't love it either. I don't love the price tag, uh, but you know, again, uh, maybe Aikens at 3,300 if he's, uh, if he's cleared from concussion protocol. Yeah, Aikens is fine. I like Ebron against Philly. I think that's, you know, a good, a good spot as well. Um, you know, Juju and Deontay Johnson returned to practice today. So, you know, it's not as great of an opportunity as I think he possibly could have had. But last two games, five targets, seven targets starting to creep up there. We know Big Ben likes the tight end spot. So, again, 4K for Ebron at home against Philly isn't 
uh, the worst option either, in my opinion. All right. Well, there you go. All right. Let's move on to defenses. Steelers at home. Are you locking it? I feel like, again, this has been our play now for a year. Um, look at, I mean, look at the stacks the last two games at home. 12 total sacks. This is what they did all last year. Every home game, they were doing nothing but sacking the opposing quarterback. So uh, we know the offensive line troubles that Philadelphia has. How are they going to contain this Steelers pass rush? So I'm all in there. Pittsburgh at $3,800. Load them up. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people are going to be on the Cardinals and the Rams. Obviously, uh, you know, the changes at quarterback are going to are going to be something big. But, yeah, I, I definitely I'm with you. I like the uh, I does, like the Steelers over the there. Does the Browns defense interest you at all as a cheap yeah, play? It, you know what? It, it oddly does. It's funny that you actually would mention that because I was like, wow, did John just say something nice about the Browns? <laughs> uh, I mean, not on purpose, but it is home against Indy and their offense is is also kind of trash. And and the Browns actually have a good run defense, and running the football is seemingly the only thing Indy can do right lately. Uh, so, you know, it's just kind of a, something that's at least sticking out to me as a, as a value play $2,700. I can dig it. I can definitely dig it. Um, yeah, I, I look to them. Uh, I don't think there's anybody that's, you know, that, that that's too deep and far down. I guess the Browns are probably the cheapest I would go. Now, I don't really like any of the other defenses. I don't. So I'm either going to end up paying up and just going Steelers, Rams, Cardinals, uh, or I'm going to pay down for the Browns. Yeah, I'm with you right there. I think I'm going to go splitting between, depending on sort of salary needs, uh, going Steelers or Browns for me also. Um, Howard, did you happen to make a lineup while we were uh, I did. Did you? I can while you were talking about yours. Oh, all right. Well, I went with that dirty giant stack that you wanted to know. What could we build uh, with that? So I'm stacking Daniel Jones, Golden Tate, and Evan Engram. Um, Golden Tate. I like that. I like that. All right. Okay. So there you go. So my running backs are Zeke Elliott, Mark Engram. No. Yes. Why? Multi touchdown game. I just have a feeling that Ingram is just, they're going to give him the ball. He's going to run hard on Cincinnati. Just, it's going to take a lot of the pressure off of Lamar Jackson, who probably will play, but is dealing with a leg injury of his own. So wouldn't it just be easiest if you just attacked with Mark Ingram first? This is strictly a GPP play. I won't do it for cash. But this was this is actually the basis of my bet with uh, with Jerry Ferrara from uh, from Entourage. <laughs> I, said, I said that I could build a, <clears throat> a lineup with Mark Ingram in my uh, in my flex on FanDuel and and beat him. So uh, that's where it's coming from. And you know, I just I talked about Ingram. I know, man. Everybody's like, oh, what about J.K. Dobbins? Oh, oh. What, what did Harbaugh say about Gus Edwards being his closer? That's fine. I just feel like Ingram eats early in this game, uh, and he just becomes an intriguing GPP play because nobody's on him. There's no reason to be on him. I think there is. Uh, so I went Tyreek Hill, Robbie Anderson to go with Golden Tate. Evan Ingram is my tight end. My flex play, Russell Gage. Uh, I got the Steelers' D. All right. That's not bad. I like it. I like it. I went... Back to the D, Sean Watson well at quarterback. I have Mike Davis 
as one of my running backs. I went with someone we didn't actually mention in James Robinson as my second running back here. Uh, and what piqued my interest was the fact that Colby Conway happened to mention how bad Houston's run defense is. And then Dalvin Cook ran all over them. Uh, and we've seen this now for a couple of weeks, how bad Houston's run defense is. Teams are just running the football all over them. And Robinson, of course, high volume involved in the team's passing offense. So went with James Robinson, Will Fuller, Robbie Anderson. You went Russell Gage, but I went with the min play there with Zach Zacchaeus. Like, am I pronouncing that correct still? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's such a weird name. I've never even heard it pronounced, but uh, he had nine targets. Again, the targets are there. If Julio sits, $3,000. I think there's a good dark throw play there. Evan Ingram at tight end, 46. CeeDee Lamb in my flex at 6K. Steelers defense at 3,800. Recap again real quick. Watson, Davis, Robinson, Fuller, Anderson, Zacchaeus, Ingram, Lamb, and the Steelers defense leaves me with $100 left over. I got to tell you, man, right, investing uh, two of your, your players in the Carolina Panthers, what could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, we'll find out. I, I like the exposure to that game. Don't have the quarterback. I guess I could maybe make some pivots to get Bridgewater, but I like I just like the safeness of Watson. I, th- I think he's due for a good, uh, not a good game, a great game here against Jacksonville. Yeah. Oh, listen, I love it, man. I love it. I'm going to plop. Uh, I'll probably be using a, 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 a Carolina stack. Um, maybe this giant stack and, uh, and, and the Houston stack. I really, I, I like that one. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. So you're right. And that is why I made. The- and I do like, by the way, I love the James Robinson call. I mean, I know we didn't talk about him, but you know, I talked about uh, him extensively in the in the watch list um, of just that being, yeah, yeah, that's how you beat Houston. You beat them on the ground. Um, and it was so funny. I was so bullish on James Robinson that I started to kind of talk myself out of, you know, Gardner Minshew. And then I'm like, you know what, though, is that if they run hard with that and that opens up the passing game, Gardner Minshew, I mean, for his price, he could probably still get you 250 and, and a touchdown or two. Yeah, I don't mind him. Terrible. I also like he runs a little bit too. He helps, you know, if he does throw a pick or two, usually he has, you know, that many points back in rushing yards. So yeah. You know. I just yeah, I just I like Robinson more. I'm I'll probably take Minshew out and not use him in the playbook. Um, because I like Robinson so much more, but you know, would not surprise me to see a uh a, a Minshew Robinson Chark uh stack hit nicely. I, I do like myself some BJ Chark as well. But uh, if you if you wanted to game stack Houston in Jacksonville, uh, it could actually probably be rather contrarian this week, I think. Yeah, actually, I, I agree. I agree. I concur. All right, well, now that we're agreeing, let's uh, let's end today's podcast. <laughs> and uh, we'll get everybody <laughs> here with the playbook being released on Saturday. Uh, example lineup, startboard, all of that will be there for everybody, of course. Howard and Jen on Sunday with the uh, live stream there, answering your questions from 11 to 12. We have the Fantasy Alarm chat, help you set all your rosters uh, from 11 to 1, right up until roster lock to help you be prepared for your fantasy contest. And, of course, dominate, as our friend Justin Fensterman likes to uh, likes to say there. But for Howard Bender, John Pemba here. We'll catch you guys next time. Mm-hmm.